my calculations are correct. When this baby hits 88 miles per hour, you're going to see some serious shit. Do you really think you have a chance against us, Mr. Cowboy? Yippee-ki-yay, motherfucker. It's showtime. Right, welcome everybody to another episode of the VHS Strikes Back. I'm one of your hosts, Chris Feltz, and my co-host and very good friend is Mr. Dave Horrocks. Hey there, Chris, and hello to our listeners out there. Welcome to the VHS Strikes Back, the show where we dust off the old video player and go on a nostalgic journey to look at the good and the bad movies of yesteryear. Now, Chris, tackled the classic last week. What are we going to review this week? Well, Dave, our good friend and patron, Mr. Matt Bates, my fellow Las Vegas lover, has picked a movie from 1996, Dave. This is Tales from the Crypt presents Bordello of Blood. Now, Dave, had you (laughs) ever seen this movie? I had not. And I didn't even recognise the title. I knew of Tales from the Crypts, and actually, Chris, we could have done this. I, <laughs> I'm not sure you'd have been thirsting for it, but we could have done this as part of Comics in Motion, you know, because Tales from the Crypts was part of um, uh, EC Comics. It, it was produced in the 50s when we had a bit of a, a lull of superhero comics and stuff. So you started to see there was a bunch of British Tales from the Crypts in the 70s, and then the American ones kind of started up in the 90s here. But I, I, I knew of them, you know, I saw adverts of them. It actually reminds me a bit. I used to watch, like, Freddy's Nightmares, which is basically Freddy Krueger, uh, but it was very much TV quality. Um, but it felt like I could... Seen some of them. Yeah, it felt like I could deal with those. And they, they were often a, just a bit tamer than the, the more brutal movies kind of thing. But um, I tell you what I do remember, Chris. I do remember the cover. So it's it's basically you've got the Crypt Keeper there and just peering through a... a pair of luscious legs and i just remember it in the uh, kind of horror section in blockbuster video <laughs> so that's what i remember probably next to uh, i don't think it was next to red shoe diaries which you pulled out <laughs> last week but you know it it, it, it was eye catching chris but i never actually went there and, and rented it out how about yourself yeah well i knew tales from the crypts because there was a tv show wasn't there dave yeah version of tales from the crypts so i i'd caught like the odd episode and they were always like it's not my sort of thing as you know and as soon as it got a little bit horrory i was like well i'm out anyways late at night <laughs> the, the power of the quill will not protect me so i'm not uh watching but so i'd never heard of this at all just new tales from the crypt i, I wasn't sure what to expect from it and i kept thinking matt bates is stitching us up big time dave you know so i just I, honestly coming into this with a completely blank slate and i'm very surprised it's bob gale and robert zemeckis and they're back to the future as well dave so that's uh interesting yeah. so well. yeah, considering <laughs> yeah well yeah exactly so um yeah unbelievable pick completely off the charts nothing me and you would have picked at all no and uh matt did say that you know, this this was supposed to be part of a trilogy, but stopped here. This was the second one. So there was a, a movie before, The Demon Knight. It, it was done the year before. But um, clearly, this one didn't go great. So they never actually finished it off. Um, and he did say that the first one is better. And I thought, oh, he's done us here. <laughs> <laughs> He even knows there's another one of the these two tales from the crypt that's better, uh, but he's gone for the worst one on purpose. Nice. Yeah, cheers, Matt. <laughs> awesome. Well, should we get into our trailer? Let's go. 
from a secret grave in a distant land. Hell's Madam has risen again. And now she's back in business at the Bordello of Blood. Where customers go in. Evening, boys. This is deep, but they don't come out. Mr. Gutman, have you found my brother yet? He and a friend of his evidently went to a local brothel. Are you ready? Welcome to a new chapter in terror. At least now she'll know what's eating him. She is. <laughs> Lucy, I'm home. Let's party. For lunch. I'm gonna take you for a test ride. You know, you make it sound really enticing. From Universal Pictures. It's holy water, man. Dennis Miller. You are here. Tales from the Crypt presents Bordello of Blood. Looking cool tonight, man. You must know Mickey Rourke, huh? Evil bites. Go for it! A group of treasure hunters led by Vincent Prather explore a forest, encountering a cave and containing the coffin of Lilith, mother of all vampires. Vincent takes out the box containing four sections of her heart and inserts it into her body, reviving her. Lilith awakens and kills the other treasure hunters, but Vincent subdues her with the key from the Demon Knight. Now, Chris, what do you reckon to the opening of Indiana Jones? Sorry, this movie. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> we do get Dave. He mustn't have. Um, he mustn't have got a lot of work afterwards. But we do get Colonel Stewart dressed up as uh, William Sadler. Is the mummy the blue mummy at the start? I noticed that straight away. I would die hard too, you know, the old... Um, so he's, yeah, he's in Demon Knight. So I ah, feel right, okay. like we've we've almost joined in at the Empire Strikes Back part here. So oh. I'm guessing if we'd have watched Demon Knight, it would have made his role a bit make a bit more sense. But I'm guessing it doesn't go well for him, uh, given how he is in this movie. <laughs> Poor Dave, how dare you put the Empire Strikes Back in the same conversation? <laughs> well, true. Poor Delo and because I was literally like, oh, fuck a doodle do, what is this? And it come up like comedy, and I was like, oh, no, this is not going to be funny at all. I did think at first it was 80s, and then when I was watching it, I was like, oh, hang on, let me just, you know, you start Wikipedia and reading stuff on Google. Like, oh, 96, all right, fair enough, the production's slightly different. And the cast isn't that bad i mean erica leniak dave mm. let's be honest here i'm completely honest i'm getting a lot of stick for my comments on the room dave but <laughs> i absolutely 100 percent touched myself watching her dave in baywatch <laughs> so as soon as she was in it i was like oh, under oh, siege well under well exactly under well literally under siege the cake <laughs> scene's legendary but, but she was in it and then I'm, I'm sat there for 10 minutes going, oh, fucking hell, what is Matt doing? So this is shit. I kept thinking of that one we did with Dan Aykroyd. You know the one where it was, the, it was what was the one we did with Dan oh, Aykroyd, Dave? Oh, God, yeah. Fucking oh, shit. Honestly, I can't remember. That was it, terrible. It reminded me. It was terrible. Oh, fucking it, hell. It, it was... must have been from around this time. The, the lighting and everything, the way it's shot is all very, very similar. 
Yes, yeah. And, and I did get that same feeling, and I'm like, oh, no. And then we had a little 10-minute intro thing, and it's like, and we're going to tell you the story of the Bordello of Blood, and it goes into it. And the cast isn't that bad. It isn't. You know what I mean? These recognisable, Corey Feldman's there and stuff. So, you know, there's a few people who, who you recognise straight away. But I'm going to be honest now, Dave. Again, this is in the room genre for me. I, I, I can just vision myself in that house. At the time, there would have been seven or eight of us in my mum's house. A couple of my brothers and sisters weren't born when this would have come out. I literally would have hidden in a fucking room. I would have had this on play on a video at the exact moments because as soon as I saw a pair of nipples, I was like, oh, my God, where have I never seen this before? Because it's literally a softcore fucking porn wanker for movie. And, Dave, I'm not joking. I would have been – you would have been nicknaming me fucking Turbo Dick watching this because I would have been all over this, my friend. What a load of shit, but also fucking pure Chris Phelps touching us, definitely. Such a thon. <laughs> I did think because I was watching it, and it it was a bit saucy, wasn't it? And I, that oh, was yeah. completely unexpected. And I, I, I'm sure I messaged you and I said, like, uh, I think you might like this actually. <laughs> <laughs> but um, Matt did ping me, and he said, uh, I can already hear the words. It's fucking shit. <laughs> <laughs> So I think that was that was predicted there, but um, I mean, what what do you make to like the special effects and things? Because I thought it was a little bit hokey for me. I'm I'm sure, you know, you're talking like three years before the Matrix. I know the budget is nothing like that, but when the heart is coming together and they've got that little bit of animation and stuff, I, I just thought it looked a bit crappy really and it was better when they focused on the practical effects so when she starts killing all the people and you know uh, I, I thought that some of those effects look quite good yeah you know what Dave it's interesting because I'm with you I think you can see where they've spent a bit of money I mean when the, when she comes back to life and look let's be honest the, the mummy vampire thing she's fucking beautiful the actress who plays it, she's gorgeous, like looking like and most of the well, all the women are beautiful. But there's a bit where one of the vampires sticks a tongue up that yo, she sticks a tongue up that guy's That's Lilith, ass, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, Lilith. And I'm just like, oh my fucking god, what is going on here? Oh, and I the little that was his front. Uh, I, thought... I thought it was, it was up the ladder, and she stuck a tongue up his ass. <laughs> Dave, I'm telling you, it was his ass. It was his ass. Well, it looked like it was in that vicinity, <laughs> but anyway, it might not be, but. <laughs> It was just like, what are we doing here? And then, like, none of the, like, the physics worked in this because people were just exploding from nowhere, weren't they? Like, they just explode. And it was just... <laughs> <laughs> it's fucking shit, isn't it? I, I it mean, really you can see why it, it's labelled part comedy, you know, a horror comedy kind of thing, can't you? Because it's not like... <laughs> but like we're laughing because it's shit, not because it's funny. <laughs> Because well, Matt's no, fucking done us. <laughs> well, he definitely has done that. But, um, I mean, you get Caleb, don't you? So, played by Corey Feldman. And he's, uh, you know, his sister's there and they're having an argument. And then, you know, basically they end up uh, getting a tip-off that, you know, there's a brothel hidden in a funeral home. Now, Chris... <laughs> If someone says to you, you know, that you can go and have a, a good time, it's just underneath a funeral home, I think some red flags would be going off, wouldn't they? 
<laughs> well, you'd think, Dave, but young, impressionable, hormonal lads, you take your chance, Dave. I think I'd take my chance. I mean, if the bodies didn't move, then I'd get fucking worried, but if... They... <laughs> That's so bad, but... <laughs> I mean, when they go through, though... I mean, it was a real leap of faith, wasn't it? Because they end up climbing into the coffin. And again, I'm thinking, like, if that's me, I'm just out of there. It's like getting this coffin by this creepy old bloke. And then he fires up the bloody uh, the furnace kind of thing. You're like, fuck this. Now, they do go through, and it, it becomes... I almost want to say it's like the titty twister, isn't it? You know, in From Dust Till Dawn, they get oh, through in there. Oh, you stole my thunder! Oh, sorry. <laughs> yeah, you're right, you're right. <laughs> but you can see, and again, putting it in, uh, you know, any random young boy's shoes, Chris. I'm sure you were alluding to yourself before, but uh, <laughs> I can imagine, you know, being faced with this when you get down there. It's like... Holy shit. Jackpot, baby. <laughs> <laughs> what do we do? What do we do? <laughs> but, um, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it does start to go fairly south fairly quick for them, doesn't it? Yeah, and you know what? You're absolutely correct. I just, I mean, I was looking. Dust Till Dawn came out in May 1996, and this came out mm. in August. It would have been a hell of a turnaround, but I did find the absolute parallels, the music kicks in. Like when Salma Hayek turns, you know, completely. Mm. We love that snake charming thing. We've had this sort of, it's just been like a Bonnie and Clyde robbery thing, hasn't it, with, with uh, George Clooney and um, Quentin Tarantino's characters, you know, the brothers, that they've basically just held that family hostage, haven't they? And then they go in the bar and it all, and it isn't as, because like I've said it when we did Dust Till Dawn, that complete turn, heel turn, I didn't have a clue. My cousin didn't tell me. He had it on video when it first came out. He, we all sat mm. there watching it. And me and his best mate watched it. We'd never seen it. And we were both jaws on the floor like, what the fuck is this? This is yeah. one of the greatest films I've ever seen. I never forget that. And it, it, it can never be re replicated that moment. But it's one of them films where I always say there's certain films that I watch. And I've seen Dustle done loads of times. But there's films that I've watched, like, like Usual Suspects and that. I watched mm -hmm. it once. I found it was a masterpiece. I had it on video from the old Britannia. Never watched it again. Because mm -hmm. I don't think you can replicate that shock moment. Look, I don't know why I'm even saying this fucking segue, because these fuck all shocks in this. It's just shit. But <laughs> they've literally nicked loads of things. Like, say, Indiana Jones. Dust till dawn. There's, there's some sort of connection there. Whether they, 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 At the end, they thought, let's do it. Because the music's quite good in this movie. They've got, like, free mm. and stuff like that. And they, 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 these are not a bad soundtrack. You know, all right now, you've got Finn Lizzy, Ballroom Blitz, stuff like that. You've got, you know what I mean? There's, there's some good songs in there. Peter Frampton's in there, Dave, as well. You know, so there's, there's different ones. So, so I think they were going for a Dust Till Dawn type movie with a bit of satire. But none of it hits. And I'll be honest, the only reason I watched this, and it's an hour and 27, this, is because I just kept wondering, when are we going to see our next pair, Dave? That's all I'll be saying. <laughs> and usually not that long. But No, um, it isn't funny I mean, just, just to say real quick, I mean, the, the um, I'm sure I told this on this podcast before, so I won't go, go too deep into it, but from dusk till dawn, you know, I just remember that moment as well, because you'd spent, half the movie basically immersing yourself in this very real world so the fact that someone turns into a vampire it just made it feel so much more real 
and that that's why it's stuck in my head, you know, that holy shit moment. Whereas, you yeah. know, normally in a horror movie, you, you're going in knowing what it is. I didn't get that same feeling with this one, to be honest. You know, it was, it was all fairly obvious it was going to go south. Um, and I think the first one is Caleb's mate, isn't it? I, I don't know what his name was, but, you know, she ends up putting her tongue down his throat and, like, <laughs> popping, his, his popping his heart out, <laughs> you know, and having a, little, having a little nibble on that. What I found weird was Caleb, or Corey Feldman's death, all happened in a fade to black. I thought that yeah. was, that was a, a little bit strange, but but after that, you basically got Catherine, and she's not sure where he's gone, and uh, she employs this kind of super sleuth. So it's Rafe Gutman, and um, I thought he was like an early prototype for Ryan Reynolds. To be honest, Chris, not in the way he looks, <laughs> but just like some of his smart-ass quips and stuff. He's always seemingly got an answer for everything, you know, and I, I, I actually quite liked his character. Yeah, he, he's the, Dennis Miller plays him. He was a comedian, Dave, and you're right. He's a bit of a smart arse, isn't he? Because when, when the girl gets a, takes her clothes off and she's like, take your clothes off, and obviously she's trying to get his blood and everything, and she, she sort of gets, grabs the back of his head and licks his blood, and he, I'm thinking... Mate, t- 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 look, vampire or not, I'm dropping everything for a day. There's no, there's no, there's no fucking second guessing. <laughs> I don't give a like, fuck what you're going to you do kill, to me. Can you kill me after? Just after. <laughs> just give me 10 seconds of your best fucking 10 seconds. Do whatever the fuck you want. And then he just spins her and f- chains her up and then throws her back. And I, and that bit didn't make any sense. But then he, he starts getting the heebie-jeebies and he's sort of like, oh, fuck, what the hell am I doing, doesn't he? You know, he's, he, he can see. <laughs> and that's where the, the, the sorry, Dave, sorry to cross you. That, that's sorry. where the reference to the Dan Aykroyd thing came in because that was like that one. They were trying to get out of that house and they just couldn't get out. It, it was nothing but trouble. I, I, That's uh, it, Dan yeah. Dan Aykroyd yeah. one. Yeah, yeah. No, I agree that that, that bit of it did kind of have, have a feel to it. But when he um, changed that lady up, actually she's stripped off, hasn't she? And she's got all the leather and chains on and stuff. And he says something like, you know, oh, worn the same thing actually you know that that was actually the moment that made me think of ryan reynolds but when you know he chains her up and spins her backwards and stuff i think that was when i messaged you and said i think you actually might like this (laughs) (laughs) but um yeah i mean we get this weird subplot as well don't we with the preacher you know and and they've got this ridiculously overpowered laser it seems on this rock uh rock guitar preacher kind of thing and i just found all that whole subplot a bit weird <laughs> just that day <laughs> just, just that it's everything just else was everything else. everything else was cool <laughs> <laughs> well i'd read up on uh erica lenny at that apparently dave this is this is what's classic where these people you just need to know what you're good at. Pamela Anderson was never a great actress, but she's one of my favourite actresses of all time, Dave, for obvious reasons. <laughs> I love that woman so much as a kid. But Erica Leniak's the same. Fucking, you know, under siege. She's terrible. And we we laugh about it, don't we? She ends up with a bigger gun than fucking Seagal. She'd never <laughs> shot anything. And she's got an M16 and they've got submachine guns. It's so fucking bullshit. But she, she saw her ass because they were trying to make her sexy. And then they were trying to say she was an ex-porn star who, who was 300 pounds and, um, she, you know, and all this mm. stuff. But she was like, I'm not doing it. I don't want this in the movie. I, I want to be taken seriously. Dave, 
There's none of her acting in this movie is fucking any good. It's fucking no. rubbish. There's no range in what they're doing. And they tried to sort of um, desexitize her, aren't they, sort of thing. I get it. I'm not saying that if she wanted to go down that route and be more serious, no problem. But this isn't the movie to fucking all of a sudden want to pull out a fucking Robert De Niro <laughs> method acting fucking skit, is it? This is a shit parody TV movie and she's going all fucking diva on him. I just, I found that ridiculous. And that's when these movie stars just get up their own fucking arse at times. Yeah, I mean, she's she's playing a full-on kind of Christian... I don't, I don't know what what you'd say. Like, just just someone who really worships the church and everything, looks down on everyone else, and uh, you know, demonizes fornicators, as as she said. So, yeah, I, I found her character utterly forgettable, to be honest. And she was a bit of a damsel in distress, wasn't she? Uh, later on in the movie. Yeah, yeah, she was. And like you say, I think, Dennis, like you say, Rafe is the one. He's the main catalyst for the whole thing, isn't he? Like, and the Reverend as well, because you're not sure whether he's going to be good or bad, but they're, they're the only interesting characters, really. I think Corey Feldman's pretty terrible, to be honest, even though he's recognisable. Yeah. He's not... To be honest, to say that, I don't think he's bad, but his group of friends, fuck me, I think they've literally just gone to the nearest acting school and went, has anyone done anything? Do you want fancy coming on here? Because they're terrible, wasn't they? Like, suddenly going into the brothel. His mates, when he's in the bar, yes, right, could yeah. be out of cage. Remember with Lou Ferrigno? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Fucking brilliant. Are you okay? <laughs> what a film. What a film. <laughs> Oh, what was the oh. other guy, the Captain America bloke? Oh, uh, Reb, Reb Brown, is Reb it? Reb Brown, that's it, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Reb Brown, how the hell what I remember movie. that, I don't know. Still what a legend, Dave. <laughs> you say that, Dave, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, I don't know what your next pick is, but um, I mean, it, 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 like I say, they go through a little bit of this cat and mouse, you know, he drags, I think, drags the police back, doesn't he? And he's like, look, there's a whole, like, brothel under there and stuff and they they're like what what are you talking about and um but they end up because because after rayford um you know he'd left his wallet back at the place so they knew who he was and um they end up catching catherine don't they and like strapping her up and stuff <laughs> and i think this is probably where you get the um uh the From Dust Till Dawn reference, because yes. he loads up on his super soakers with holy water, doesn't he? And I'm like, did they just add that in, like, right near the end? Did they do this in reshoots or something? Well, Dave, in context as well, the continuity, how big are the fucking tanks on these guns? Because he's yeah. got, like, a spud gun <laughs> and a fucking, like, like a, a, what they call, smurf gun or whatever they are. And it's fucking, they're shooting for hours, they're firing gallons of water at these fucking yeah. vampires. And and, the, and you mean there's some bits where like there's half a body or half a boob showing and a couple of legs and, and then a couple of them just randomly explode, completely no context whatsoever. <laughs> it just, just randomly fucking blow up, don't they? Um, yeah. So yeah, that bit is just dusted on, Dave, 101. I think they've thrown that in, like you said, maybe done a, a one-day shoot and gone, we're going to go with this, because it's fucking nonsense, isn't it? It really is non. It reminded me a little bit of Kingsman as well. You know when he goes into the church 
um, oh, yeah, yeah. thingy comes on Lenny Skinner and stuff. I know it sounds stupid, but we get this complete 180 massacre, don't we? <laughs> Whereas that is a fantastic scene, obviously with Colin Firth, but this is just played for laughs, I think. I think it's just a parody of, of Dust Till Dawn, but there's no way this is a comedy, Dave. It's just shit. It's fucking <laughs> rubbish film. <laughs> It, it, I think you had it right before. It's closer to soft porn than a comedy, I think, yeah. isn't it? It's just um, there's some dialogue in between bits of boobs. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's all that you need, really, Dave, isn't it? I, I always tell the story of the light, bulb, the light bulb story, but the light bulb story still sticks with me as, as my intro into the um, adult movie world, Dave, when I was 16. and. Yeah, I remember getting tucked into... Did I tell you this one, Dave? The, the light Not bulb? The light, the light bulb story, no? I'm, I'm trying, sure to, I'm trying to trying to flick through the archives in my brain. Go on. Some people listening might say I've said this, maybe I haven't. So when I, when I started work at the airport, Manchester Airport, I was like 16, working in ground staff, I was sort of office based to start with. And then the lads, obviously, you know, all the maintenance lads are like, hey, hey, you know, I'm that fucking wet behind the ears sort of thing. Here, come and have a look at this. So they put this fucking movie on in the brew room, like a, a VHS, and it's this bloke. And he went, "Oh yeah," and, and they, they, I don't know what I don't know how I ended up watching it, but they were they were all stood there with me. And this fucking <laughs> bloke knocks on the door, and, and he's like, uh, "Hi, um, you, you you need a light bulb changing?" And the woman's like, "Yes, I do." <laughs> come in and you know where that goes from there Dave and I was like oh it's that easy is it a light bulb bulb could be anything couldn't it it could be pizza do you need your pool cleaned or something you know yeah yeah but when a light bulb (laughs) and it just fascinated me ever since I always had a fucking 40 watt bulb on me just in case for years I think you did tell me about starting off at the airport, and that was when you uh, you were young and impressionable and had this stuff forced on you, uh, yeah, and your disgusting. life was never quite the same. I <laughs> 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 haven't been able to see well since. So, um, <laughs> so, um, so Catherine does actually get a kind of hero's moment, doesn't she? So, you know, she's the one who, who basically stabs Lilith's heart and you know, uh, they they lock away the bo- the heart pieces into the box, don't they? And then, I guess, you know, right at the end, unless you've got uh, any other points, Chris, you know, we actually find out, well, Catherine was bitten. Uh, he checked her neck, you know, so she hadn't yep. been bitten on the neck. But um, I think we get a few hints of this. I, I think Lilith liked the ladies a little bit more than the men, didn't she, uh, through there? So, you know, she had a bite on her leg, and then Rafe kind of gets uh, a bit more than he bargained for right at the end there. So that's the, like, little bit of a twist at the end. Yeah, because cause that is Dust Till Dawn, isn't it, as well? Because you still get that little thing with Dust Till Dawn, don't you? You think it's over, and they get away, and then Dust Till Dawn pans to this fucking graveyard, doesn't it, at the back of the titty twister? Yeah. And, it, and that's the, all, um, all the trucks and, and everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so, you, so it's not as obviously as subtle as that or anything, but it's it's there, and she she takes him out. Which again, sort of the whole film is there's no there's no hero thing to it, is it? It's just dead sort of thing, you know. And and then we pan back to the mummy and the other guy, fucking the, the skeleton thing, talking. But I, I will say, Dave, I think. 
you can tell it's mid nineties. You can tell it's got that Vaseline effect to everything. Mm. But it's just like when we. Did, I'm trying to think because we did the room, which was somewhat completely off the charts. I mean, that was just <laughs> literally a porno. Uh, all in the fact that we couldn't see it. You know the old. Um, tackle and stuff, but it literally was a porno. We, we're thinking, but we took it for what it is, and you, you, we all think it's funny. It's a cult classic. It was just silly, and obviously Blake pulled it out of the bag with Greg doing that cameo for us, which was amazing. So it got elevated from both of us. But the reception <laughs> we've had of people on Discord, on, on Twitter, everything have been really mm. positive. Loads of people like, I can't believe you two like it, sort of thing. And it's like, well. We don't like it. We fucking love it because it's shit and ridiculous and stupid. Yeah. But but with this, this is just... They, 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 for me, anyone who stars in these type of movies, there's hope for all of us, Dave. I'm sorry, there is. And there's a couple of <laughs> good actors in a couple of things here. And when you need money, you'd literally do anything in these, these movies because they always say, I work actors, don't they? And this is a terrible, terribly produced. There's no laughs. There's no story. It's just... For me, it's a fucking pound bakery version of uh, Dust Till Dawn. It's an absolute cheapo <laughs> cash-in that they've tried to put together really quick at the end. It's a proper shithouse move. And, and Matt, my friend, I will get you back with some movies, my friend, <laughs> definitely. And Corey Feldman playing Poundland. Um <laughs> George Clooney. George Clooney. Yeah. <laughs> it stuck, stuck a bit of stubble on him. <laughs> legend, Dave, legend. <laughs> yeah, and black hair dye. Maybe he got some of Tommy Wiseau's black hair dye there. Oh, fucking brilliant. <laughs> well, Chris, on that bombshell, should we go into our final review? Let's go. You know, I saw you back at the house, and when I did, I knew you were special. I bet you say that to all the boys, don't you? Yeah, but with you, I mean it. Listen, uh, Lilith, I'm reasonably sure you're the type of woman who's never heard the expression half-cocked, but that is exactly what this gun is, and I swear to God I'll use it. You wouldn't shoot these now, would you? Go on. You can touch them. I'll let you. You know, I'm not going to tell you those aren't the breasts of the century, but I'm just not digging the owner, so why don't you put those away? You're just not my type. So what is your type? Don't tell me. Let me guess. Two, four, six, eight. You can watch me masturbate. Getting warmer? No. So, Dave, a big thanks to Matt. With Matt, honestly, mate, I know we've had a we've absolutely roasted into this, but uh, great for picking it, mate. A completely off the wall movie that I sat there thinking, well, these boobs look good in my nineteen, uh, my sixty-five inch <laughs> new TV on the wall and Sonos soundbar. Did, I was getting the get full immersion. Coming right well, no, I, I, I was hoping it was in three D, Dave. I was hoping some sort of like four D animation thing, but there wasn't. That's the only positive I can say. This is an atrocious, atrocious movie of a bygone era of just 
shit late night, <laughs> Channel 4, <laughs> 11 o'clock at night, we've got fuck all else to show movie. This is it's terrible, terrible movie. I cannot send it anywhere than to right to the bottom, but it's going to older on. Absolutely. But, oh, uh, savage. Hated, hated every minute of this. The only positive is... It was 90 minutes, not fucking three hours like Blake did with, um, <laughs> not, not, not Shortland Tales. What was it? The bloody, um, oh, it's not the Shortland Tales either. Southland Tales. Or, Southland Tales. Jack's, and then Jack's, the, the one for Blake was, um, Cloud Atlas. Cloud Atlas. Yes, Blake. Cloud fucking <laughs> Atlas. Three hours. But this wasn't, Dave. So Matt Bates gets points for that, but I'm still sending it to the bottom. It's fucking <laughs> atrocious. It's not the worst thing I've ever seen, but listen, whoever's listening to this, we've done you a favour. Don't do it. Don't fucking do it to yourself, okay? Anyway, Dave, what about yourself? Well, Chris, this made over $5 million at the box office. It had a stonking 5.2 on IMDb and a <laughs> also a stonking... 15% on Rotten Tomatoes. So I can't believe you've sent it to the bottom there. Um, no, I I, I I don't think this was completely terrible. I, I've seen worse, seen plenty worse than this, but I, I, there was nothing really that grabbed me as in, anything interesting, anything different from what I've seen before. And it was kind of like just one of those horror movies that are like just, not pleasant to watch. Chris, I watched The Host. Oh, sorry, not The Host. Host the other week. Jesus fucking Christ. And I believe you're going to watch it soon, actually. Um, <laughs> yeah, I am now. Could you? <laughs> <laughs> so I'll just say quickly, um, uh, for our listeners out there, I was uh, messaging Sam to make sure that Chris got the experience of watching The Host. So this coming Saturday, <laughs> the you're going to watch it. In your 65-inch new TV, lights off. <laughs> but I'm just saying, Chris, I was fucking shitting myself. And the problem is, when I... And this goes back to being a kid, when you'd watch stuff that was really scary to you, then you can't just go upstairs and brush your teeth and turn the lights off normally or anything. You have to check around. You have to stare in the mirror to make sure no one's staring back at you other than yourself and stuff like that. Whereas this one just wasn't scary. Just yeah. a few gory bits. Um, like I say, uh, there were more... Um, there were more boobs on show than actual scary bits in the movie. So, yeah, I'm afraid for me, this is going to Elm Street probably quite aptly, actually. But um, I, I think I've seen much worse than it, but it, it didn't have any highlights to get any higher up the scale for me. <laughs> well, Dave, thank you, Matt, again. It's my pick, my friend. Now, I'm going to play the trailer for you. This movie for me, was an, around 1990, the Chris Phelps sweet spot, Dave. Um, I'm going to play the trailer first. Is it really 1990 again? Yeah, it's 1990. <laughs> it's a Chris Phelps sweet spot when I would have been 12 years old at this point. But this had so many important things for me as a, as a young 10, 11-year-old kid. I absolutely loved other media that was to do with this movie. So, Dave, Dave let me put... Leave. I mean, Dave, let me play this fucking movie first, this trailer, and then and I'm going to share the sound so we can actually hear it. 
Are you ready, Dave? I am ready. Let's go. Our family grows. The city itself will be our playground to use as we please. Rewarding ourselves and punishing our enemies. We've been looking for you, Miss O'Neill. There is a new enemy. Freaks of nature. Together, we will punish these creatures. What the heck was that? Looked like sort of a big title in a trench coat. A lot of music, Dave, for a body yeah. Awesome! <laughs> Excellent! Green and on the screen, Dave. That was the tagline. So we are going to be reviewing. Go on. Oh my God. Oh no, sorry. Go on. Uh, announce no, it. sorry. Sorry. So we are doing from 1990 Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, the original. Now, this one was a. I love the cartoon, Dave. I'm sure you would have said, I absolutely love the cartoon. My favourite turtle was Michelangelo. When I look back now, he was a bit of a dick, really. I think Raphael was the coolest, but. I, I knew all of them. I watched everything. Master Splinter in the cartoons was voiced by James Avery, Uncle Phil. I had all of them. I played the computer games. Me and my brothers used to play um, Turtles in Time in the arcade. And when you had Bebop and Rocksteady, you used to throw them down the sewers, Dave. And we still do it now to this day. It's a Phelps culture <laughs> classic. We still say, Duh, who put the lights out? And, that, and then we, I think <laughs> oh, I've said this I before. remember that. Remember that, yeah. So thinking good impression, that. I, I well, completely I've forgotten about what you were talking about then, but as yeah. soon as you said that, I, I knew what you meant. <laughs> Sad that, isn't it? But, but we all <laughs> still say, my brother still says it, and then what would go is, so one of us, so if I said, Duh, who put the lights out? Our Adam would go, Duh, Christian's a dick. And he still says that now, Dave, when I say it, because it's like our tagline. If I say it, he will say that line straight away to me. Ooh, Christian's a dick. But yeah, I love the turtles, and I got a bootleg copy of this on video. It was so terrible and grainy. I loved it. It used to go in black and white. It was all over the place, but I loved this movie so much as a kid. And it's martial arts. We've not picked a martial arts movie, and I know it's fucking shit, Dave. And we don't get Vanilla Ice <laughs> doing the soundtrack until the second one, unfortunately. That's, but yeah, what a movie. Go, Ninja, go, Ninja, go. Yeah. So what about yourself, Dave? I know we'll talk about it next week, but what do you think of that one? So you've inadvertent. I, I don't know if it's inadvertent, but we've done a comic-based movie this week, and... Turtles is also comic base, so you know Turtles is basically a parody of Daredevil. No, I didn't know that. So you know, and and it, uh, there is a, a speculative theory that the same accident that gave Matt Murdock his enhanced senses and blinded him, oh yes, actually poured you know the same radioactive goo fell down into the sewers and created the Turtles. And whereas with Daredevil, you've got like the hand 
well, with the turtles, you've got the foot. <laughs> so yeah. it's all it's all connected, Chris. But they, you know, I've, I've never gone back and read the the turtles books, but apparently they they were pretty good and a lot darker than the cartoons. That'll be good. Then you know what, Dave? You know what we should do? Because we haven't done my phrase. Why don't we do this as a crossover episode then? It's a VHS and we'll release it on comics. Yeah, release on comics as well. a bit flaky with the old comics. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. (laughs) (laughs) That's what I was thinking. (laughs) Kill two birds with one stone, Dave. Yeah, yeah. so we are doing Turtles, guys. So if you want to uh, try and watch that before next week, that'd be really good because I cannot wait to watch this. I loved it. I've watched it so many times. I haven't watched it, Dave, for about 25 years at least. So I'm I'm sure it'll all look brilliantly then. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) It'll be fucking terrible. But uh, yeah, I cannot wait for that. Awesome, awesome. Well, Chris, do you want to let everyone know how they can get in contact with us? Of course, yeah. If you want to follow us on social media, guys, at the VHS Strikes Back. If you want to email us, the VHS Strikes Back at gmail.com. And we've got two emails to read out actually today, Dave. So before I read the emails out, big thank you to everyone over on Patreon, guys. Matt Bates today, obviously, it was your pick, mate. Thank you so much. We had a good fun with that. Honestly, it's been a good laugh. Uh, so the roll call of honour is Timothy, Alec, Paul, Carl, Matt. Heath, Dylan, Kent, Lucky Lily Green, Herb, Jax, Math, Blake, and John Hammond. And big thanks to everyone who supported us in the past as well, guys. We really appreciate every single one of you who supports the podcast. It's really good here. So, Dave, yeah, we've had two emails to the uh, VHS podcast. So, oh, this wow. one we've had is from Matt Green. It says, uh, hi, guys, just listen to your episode, The Room. It's refreshing knowing that there is others out there who love this shit as much as us lot. Great episode. <laughs> Just sort of point your direction to a movie of the same vein that is also so shit. It's amazing. And I've, I've actually looked at this, Dave. It looks outstanding. His name <laughs> is Neil Breen. And, he, and like Tommy Wiseau, he's the one-man van when it comes to filmmaking. Check out a movie called Double Down. I promise you guys won't regret it. And he's put the IMDb link, Dave, and I've gone on it, and it looks out-fucking-standing. <laughs> so I'm going to have to investigate that one. And then we've had the, we've had another email, which has just come in as we're recording, Dave, from Danny. And he says, Hi, Dave and Chris. I'm a new listener to your podcast and really love listening to your movie reviews. I absolutely love watching older movies. Sometimes I think I was bon- uh, born in the wrong movie era. I have two movie suggestions for your <laughs> podcast. 1999, The Mummy. And that's Brendan Fraser, that one. And then 1989, which is a classic, Uncle Buck. Now, that is a great movie. These movies are great, and I think you'd enjoy watching and reviewing them. Thanks for reading my email, Danny. So thank you so much, Matt and Danny, for the emails. It's really nice to uh, read some out, Dave, for a change. That's good. No, that's good. Two in one go. We don't get too many emails, do we? We have lots of interaction on Twitter and Discord and stuff. But uh, no, that's brilliant. Glad they enjoyed it. Mm, good stuff and uh, honestly thank you guys again we really appreciate it so where are you going to take us out with today Dave <laughs> yeah <laughs> you know we've we've joked that this is more porno than uh, horror movie oh no <laughs> and I'm just looking looking now <laughs> I, I, I miss this in the quote but there are so many dodgy quotes in here and one is said by Bordello Vampire it says Hello, boys. Want to take the skin train to Tudor Town? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Who writes this shit? Matt, <laughs> you have done us. <laughs> Brilliant. Speak to you next time. Bye. <laughs> That's it, man. Game over, man. It's game over. What the fuck are we going to do now? What are we going to do? 
Maybe we could build a fire, sing a couple of songs, huh? Why don't we try that? We better get back, because it'll be dark soon, and they mostly come at night. Mostly. I'll be back. That's not. We came, we saw, we kicked its ass. Wax on, wax off. Yeah, maybe you're you're a a He's a fool, he's I see you in six I must have 